Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode 553, Christmas Memories. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Daryl Darnell. My wife accidentally discovered the Christmas gift I bought for her this year, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share what I've learned from some of my favorite Christmas memories. Well, hello there. Happy Monday to you, and uh, I hope that you are doing well today. I don't know about you. I think probably, unless you're in Florida, maybe California, It's probably pretty cold in your neck of the woods today. It certainly is here where I'm at. Right now it is 12.57 a.m. on Monday the 19th. Yeah, I told you, I do these late. And I'm pulling it up right now. It is 9 degrees outside. I don't know what the wind chill is, but 9 degrees, yeah. Winter has officially set in here, and uh, I am so grateful to have this warm, cozy house and uh, office to be in right now. So I hope that you're doing well. Hope you found a warm place, maybe some hot chocolate and a fire to uh, pass the uh, winter coldness wherever you're at. Or maybe you're in Florida and you're like, suckers. (laughs) Either way, thanks for tuning in today. Hope you're doing well. Let's get into today's fun fact. Now, around these parts, I'm in Oklahoma. The song, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas, gets a lot of radio play uh, this time of year. I can remember my parents every day getting ready for work, listening to, I think, WKY. It's a country radio station here in town. And that's where I first heard that song. They would play it every year, every morning. It seemed like it was in, in, the, uh, in the rotation. And throughout the day, of course, I'm sure I didn't really listen to that radio station except for when Dad and Lena were getting ready for work. But maybe it gets a lot of airplay in your neck of the woods, too. And you may have even heard that it's being used in a USPS ad that's running this holiday season. But do you know that there is a real story behind this song? And did you know that this song has connections to my home state of Oklahoma? So here it is. I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas is a Christmas novelty song, and I got this from Wikipedia, by the way, written by John Rocks and performed by Gayla Peavy, who was 10 years old at the time, in 1953. Now, the song peaked at number 24 on Billboard magazine's pop chart in December of 1953. Peavy was a child star born in Oklahoma City before her family moved to Ponca City, Oklahoma, when she was five. And Ponca City... Is straight north of Oklahoma City by hour and a half, two hours, something like that. When it was released nationally by Columbia Records, the song shot to the top of the charts and the Oklahoma City Zoo acquired a baby hippo named Matilda. Now, PV was filmed performing the song on the Ed Sullivan Show in October of 1953, and that episode aired on November 15, 1953. And a video of this performance is available on her website and YouTube, so go check it out. Now, popular legend holds that this 1953 hit had been recorded as a fundraiser to bring the city zoo a hippo. But in a 2007 radio interview with Detroit-based WNIC radio station, P 
TV clarified that the song was not originally recorded as a fundraiser. Instead, a local promoter picked up on the popularity of the song and Peavy's local roots and launched a campaign to present her with an actual hippopotamus on Christmas. And the campaign succeeded, and she was presented with an actual hippopotamus, which she, she couldn't do anything with, so she donated it to the Oklahoma City Zoo. And I have to tell you, I had no idea that all those years when I was a kid and I would go to the Oklahoma City Zoo and I would see the hippopotamus, I had no idea that it was connected to that song that I was hearing on the radio. Yeah. Well, the hippopotamus, Matilda, lived for nearly 50 years and passed away in 1998. And I do remember when Matilda passed away. And I think that's when I first learned that there was an actual connection between that hippopotamus I'd seen all those times and the song. And in case you're wondering, Gala PV later recorded as Jamie Horton, scoring the Billboard Hot 100 charter, My Little Marine, in 1960. There you have it. Well, I don't know if you've ever recorded a hit song or not, but you can record a uh, contribution for the Friday Forum. Now, as I mentioned last week, which came out on Saturday, so if you missed it, go check it out. I was a day late, and I talk about why in that episode, so go back and, and listen to it. It's a great contribution from Joshua. Uh, well, what I mentioned in that one was that this coming Friday's episode is already full. But don't let that discourage you. That means you have one episode left to make your Friday Forum contribution before we retire this podcast. And the deadline for that is Wednesday, the 28th of December. And I think the deadline time I gave was 8 p.m. Eastern time on the 28th. Because that week, the Friday Forum is going to air on Thursday. It's going to be a Thursday Forum so that the last episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, which is going to air on the 30th uh, is one that I can host and kind of leave a final message with you. So anyway, so the final Friday forum will be a Thursday forum, which will be the 29th. So you have until about 8 p.m. Eastern on the 28th to make your contribution. I'd love for you to do that. 304-837-2278 or goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. All right, here's what I learned yesterday. The year was 1986. All I wanted for Christmas was a Hot Wheels toy named Dynamite Crossing. I told every member of my family that Dynamite Crossing was what I wanted, and I probably told them each about 10 times or more. It looked like one of the coolest toys that I had ever seen, and I couldn't imagine life being any better than if I had one to play with. When our family gathered for Christmas that year, my Uncle Johnny showed up with a large, flat, box wrapped in white paper. Well, fortunately for me, I could see through that white paper and I read that the box said Dynamite Crossing on it. So I had played it cool as if I didn't notice and I let out my excitement once the package was officially opened. It was a great Christmas. I don't know the year, but it was in the mid 80s. We had made our annual trip to Liberal, Kansas to spend the week with my dad's sister and her family. My oldest cousin, Mandy, is about 10 years older than me, and her brother, Garth, is probably 8 years older than I am. Well, several of us took a trip to the local TG&Y store, you remember those? To do some last-minute Christmas shopping. I thought it was odd when Mandy asked me if I liked a particular mug featuring several Disney characters in a Christmas setting. 
I told her I did. Well, the next day, I opened my gift from Mandy, and it was that mug, and it became obvious why she had asked me about it. And I still own that mug to this day. That same year, Uncle Johnny had matching gifts for my brother and I. Since we always opened gifts in our family from the youngest to the oldest, I was always first. When I got to that particular gift, my uncle stopped me and told me that I couldn't open it yet. I thought he was joking, and so I tried to blow him off. And then he got very serious, and he insisted that I immediately stop opening the gift. Nathan and I were instructed to open our gifts at the same time, and inside we found matching photo albums of some of the pictures that we had taken that summer when we met the Oklahoma Sooners football team. Both my brother and I still have our photo albums. I have a ton of fond memories from my Christmases in liberal Kansas. I remember the times we spent each year putting together songs to sing and hearing my cousin Garth play his trumpet. I remember making suicides at the bar in the den. I remember Aunt Vivian and Uncle Lynn always had the fancy lunch meat that you had to buy at the deli counter. I remember watching the adults in my family play some very intense games of spades every year. I remember how proud I was the year that they taught me to play. I remember my Aunt Dot yelling at me when I played a bad card. I remember how much Garth loved space and how he dreamed of working for NASA. I think he owned every single Star Wars toy, even the really expensive play sets and those big ships. I loved making him mad by joking about Star Trek. I'd say, beat me up, snotty, and he'd get mad and kick me out of his room. I remember how Aunt Vivian loved Christmas and opening up her home to each of us every year. There was always tons of homemade fudge and cookies and peanut brittle and other treats. Their house was decorated for the season inside and out. When the front door opened, it played jingle bells. I also remember the big box we'd get each year from my mom's parents. We called them Nanny and Papa. My favorite gift from them came when I was about five. My brother and I got matching Tonka trucks, and they were huge, especially to a five-year-old. I don't know exactly how big they were. Maybe this is bigger than they actually were, because like I said, it seemed humongous, but I'd say they were probably about a foot tall and maybe 16 inches long. We'd take them out to the backyard, and we'd bend down so that we could reach them with our hands and then run along the grass as fast as we could. We'd run them into each other like a demolition derby. And it seemed like those trucks lasted forever, despite the heavy abuse that we gave them. As a teenager, I remember the year I really wanted a pair of Bugle Boy jeans. That was the year my brothers and I decided to sneak a peek at our presence and discovered that we would each be receiving a pair. When the time came to open them up, all the fun was gone and I had to act like I was excited. I remember how my dad always amazed me with how good he was at predicting what was inside each of his gifts. I don't know if I've shared this story before. This is kind of off the cuff here. But one year, we were in liberal Kansas, and he took a box, small box, and he shook it. And then he stood up from his chair, and he took off his belt. And then he took off his belt buckle from his belt and set it to the side. And then he opened up the box, and inside was a belt buckle. He then put that belt buckle on his belt, put his belt back on, and sat down with like the proudest look on his face like 
you know, it was like he just called his shot. It was the coolest thing ever. And, and I was amazed. Well, I got some of that gift from my dad. I'm pretty good at predicting my presence too. And one year when I was in junior high, I amazed my stepmom by guessing all but one of my gifts without peeking or cheating in any way. I even guessed this oddly shaped box to be a sleeping bag, despite not having asked for a sleeping bag or expecting one as a gift. I remember in the year 2000, my wife bought me a PlayStation 2 for Christmas. They were extremely hard to get that year, but she'd managed to find one online. I came home from work one day and checked the email, only to accidentally discover a shipping notification for the PlayStation. As you can imagine, Carrie was very disappointed that I'd found out, even though it was an accident. And she made me wait until Christmas to open it. I had to come home from work every day for weeks and see that package under the tree, imagine how much fun it would bring me, and then wait patiently to play it. It was torture. I remember as a parent, waiting anxiously for the kids to go to bed so I could assemble my daughter's dollhouse or my son's construction tool set. I remember the sheer joy on Addie's face when she opened up a box that said American Girl on it. Here's what I learned. So why am I sharing these Christmas memories with you today? It's simple. Each of these stories represents what really matters. No, not the gifts. The people in each of these stories. Those are the real gifts, aren't they? Dynamite Crossing soon broke and ended up in the trash can. Those Bugle Boy jeans eventually wore out and went out of style. The PlayStation became outdated and now sits on a shelf in my closet collecting dust. Yes, I still have the Disney mug and the photo album. And I cherish them not because of the cartoons on the mug or the photos of the football players. I cherish them because of the memories that they call to mind of the people that gave them to me. This coming weekend, I'll gather with my family by marriage and my family by birth. Each home will be filled with food and laughter and presents. New memories will be made. This time next year, I probably won't be able to tell you which gifts each person gave me. And I probably won't even be able to tell you most of the gifts that I gave them. But I'll be able to remember the time that we've shared. As a kid, it was hard not to make Christmas all about the gifts. After all, Christmas is a time of year that is largely focused on kids. As I reached adulthood, that suddenly changed. Most of my family members no longer gave me gifts. The truth is, it helped me see what's really important this time of year. Aunt Vivian, Uncle Ann, Aunt Dot, and my grandpa have all passed away. On Saturday, I'll open up a card with a $5 bill inside from my grandma. She will have made more of a sacrifice to give me that $5 bill than I will have made to spend $50 on her. Despite my best efforts to get her to not give me a gift, she'll do it anyway. I don't blame her. Can a grandma not give her grandson a gift no matter how small it is? Because I know the sacrifice that comes with the gift means as much to me and in many ways more than any other gift that I receive. That is the meaning of Christmas. Family, love, memories, time, bonding, 
smiles, laughter. These are the things that matter most. If you're like me, you need a stern reminder that memories are not found in the screen of a phone or a TV. They are found in the presence of others. When those people who love us are gone, it will be too late to look up from our screens and create memories. All the other things will fade away and decay, but those memories last forever. They keep our loved ones alive within us. So let's each remember to set our eyes and attention upon those things which matter most this week. Let's make some Christmas memories that will live on long after our time on this earth has passed. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you'd share this podcast with a friend.